Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends who like the Kansas Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling from there. So, I was going to start today's podcast talking about the football team, talking about how they got to 5-1 and one on the season uh, with a nice win over UCF last weekend, uh, talking about how they could become bowl eligible this weekend at Oklahoma State. And yes, we are going to get to football. We're going to get to all of that. But breaking news, breaking news. Finally, I get breaking news on the day I'm recording this podcast. Yes, the ruling has come down. For Kansas basketball, these infractions ruling uh, this case that's been going on for literally almost a decade at this point. Uh, the long-awaited infractions case ruling is in, and nothing's happening to the Kansas Jayhawks, essentially. You had last year, uh, Bill Self uh, did a self Ban essentially gave gave himself a four-game suspension. Uh, Curtis Townsend had a suspension as well. They took themselves off the recruiting trail last summer. And those self-imposed sanctions seem to have worked as it looks like now. There's really the they're not doing anything to the Kansas Jayhawks as far as infractions go. So Reading this from Pat Forty over there at SI.com, in a decision announced Wednesday, the NCAA's Independent Accountability Review Process, IARP, led to a downgrade in the severity of five level one allegations against the Kansas basketball program, ultimately judging this as a level two case. The Independent Resolution Panel gave Kansas a three-year probation with no effect on the program's postseason status. You heard that right. I'm going to read that again. A level two case, a three-year probation for the Kansas Jayhawks with no effect on the program's postseason status. So it doesn't sound like they're going to have to vacate any wins. They're not going to have to lose a Final Four banner or anything like that. That's what all the Mizzou and K-State fans were having wet dreams about, that KU was going to have to vacate wins and take down one of the Final Four banners. That's not happening. So this is a three-year probation. Head coach Bill Self, who was initially charged with a level one violation and was suspended for four games last season, uh, he actually... That was a self-imposed suspension that he wasn't suspended by the NCAA. Anyway, Pat Forty in his article here at SI.com says that it's moving. Bill Self's level one violation is now moving to a level three violation and no additional penalties will occur for head coach Bill Self. Assistant coach Curtis Townsend who was suspended four games last year as well. Again, that was a self-suspension. Also had his charges reduced from a level one to level two and level three violations with no uh, no additional penalties. 
Neither coach faces a show cause order, which could have been applicable for level one violations. The ruling closes multiple chapters in a long-running saga. It is the final infractions case stemming from the 2017 federal investigation of corruption in college basketball, which resulted in major investigations. Uh, No fewer than eight programs were involved in that. It is also the final act of the IARP itself, which was created in response to the corruption scandal. It is now being shuttered after heavy criticism for its cost and inefficiency. Indeed, indeed, the inefficiency there. They say here, I mean, this is true. The Kansas case was arguably the most high profile of all the investigations that came out of the FBI probe. Uh, The school was charged with five level one violations when this first happened. It was the most severe breach of NCAA bylaws, including a lack of institutional control charge and an allegation that Bill Self failed his head coach responsibilities for compliance within his program. That was what was going on at the time in 2017. Among the alleged violations were payments from Adidas, the bag man, TJ Gasnola himself, and Adidas executive Jim Gatto as well. And along with uh, folks that were associated with former Jayhawks, Billy Preston and Silvio D'Souza. That, that's who I feel the most bad for is Billy Preston and Silvio D'Souza. They should have just had a normal college career at Kansas and instead they get thrown under the bus. And Gatto and Gasnola were the ones who allegedly funneled the money to Preston and his mother. Uh, Self, Townsend, and other representatives of the school committed violations in recruiting D'Souza. Self and Townsend were also allegedly aware that Adidas representatives were making impermissible contacts. Um, so yeah, there's all that here in this article. The school, Kansas, fought the assertion that Adidas was a representative of its interests, as did Louisville in a previous case that went through the IARP. The school acknowledged some wrongdoing without getting into specifics. Kansas initially rebuked the allegations and even awarded self with a so-called <laughs> lifetime contract. Uh, oh, this is just great. This is so fun. This is so fun to read. These people are so upset that Kansas didn't get a larger penalty. And some of you listening to this podcast right now, this may be your first time listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. If you just want to hear about these Kansas violations and what we're thinking here at the Jayhawker Talker podcast. And if you're a first time listener, welcome into the show. I appreciate you listening. This is absolutely hilarious to myself and to the other Jayhawker Talker longtime listeners because we knew that this was going to happen. We knew that there was not going to be a big-time crunch down on the Kansas Jayhawk basketball program. If you've followed the Jayhawker Talker podcast, we've talked about the violations in the past. We talk about how there was a self-imposed suspension last year for Bill Self and Curtis Townsend. And we kind of just figured that was going to be it. And that is basically the case here. There's not going to be any more 
sanctions for the University of Kansas other than a three-year probation. Kansas, here in this article here by Pat Forty, says they're one of the few schools involved in the FBI-related cases that did not fire any of its involved coaches. Louisville, Arizona, and LSU all dismissed their head coaches. You thought that Kansas was going to fire head coach Bill Self. Did you really? If you're a Kansas State fan listening to this podcast for the first time, if you're a Mizzou fan listening to this podcast for the first time, did you really think they were going to fire Bill Self? No, of course not. They're not going to fire Bill Self. Whatever happened back in 2017... Whatever happened at the time was likely illegal. Maybe they should have had a a sanction back in 2018. But in 2023, no. In a time where you have NIL, name image likeness, for, for players to be able to make money off of their name, for players like Silvio D'Souza, Billy Preston, they could have made a lot of money from Adidas back when they were in college. More than what they got in in the recruiting process, allegedly. Uh, they could have made even more playing for the University of Kansas in 2023. There's players at Kansas right now that are getting plenty of money through NIL. I don't know the specifics, but I know Hunter Dickinson, a transfer from Michigan, he's going to be playing basketball at Kansas this year. He's making a lot of money in endorsements. That's just how it is in college sports now. So, yeah, in 2017, when these violations allegedly took place, now you come out in 2023, you're not going to have a postseason ban or anything like that. So that's, that's what we're seeing here. Uh, from, from this case, uh, in Kansas specifically, postseason eligibility was the most important thing for the upcoming season. The Jayhawks could start the season ranked number one, widely expected to be a national title contender. By the way, this after having lost three quarters of their roster last season to the NBA, to the transfer portal, to graduation, they reloaded, they restocked, and they're once again in the conversation to be a national title contender. Kansas won the twenty two uh, the twenty twenty two NCAA tournament throughout the in the midst of this investigation, and there was nothing to be taken away from Kansas here. You, if you're not a Kansas fan, maybe you wanted Kansas to lose some wins. If you're a Kentucky fan listening to this, you for sure wanted Kansas to have some wins vacated because you're trying to catch back up to Kansas on the all time wins list. So, yeah, we, we we can feel your jealousy there. No doubt about that. Uh, Duke fans, I'm sure, wanted to see Kansas uh, go down in flames on this one. North Carolina, I don't know. I don't think there's too much North Carolina-Kansas rivalry there. Although they are playing. They did announce that. They're having a home-and-home home series with North Carolina coming up in the next couple of years. So... This is a case, you look at it, the independent resolution panel 
none of this stuff. I mean, they they had this six months ago, and now they finally have the ruling. And it frees the Jayhawks to move about unencumbered in their pursuit of another national championship. That's that's how it's going right now. So Kansas Jayhawks, once again, avoiding a big penalty here. And if you're looking back at it, the biggest, the biggest thing that happened to the Jayhawks program was Bill Self lost out on some recruiting time last summer. Curtis Townsend, same thing. And they were both suspended four games to start last season in a self-imposed penalty. Just again, one more time, the NCAA's Independent Accountability Review Process, the IARP, downgraded Kansas's severe severity of five level one allegations against the program to a level two violation. Bill Self, who was initially charged with a level one violation, is now charged with a level three violation. So they just they lessened the violations essentially after all that talk. That is essentially what we got there. Lesser violations for the University of Kansas basketball program, and they are free and clear to play however they want this season. No more suspensions for Bill Self, no postseason ban, no losses vacated, no Final Four banners taken down. The University of Kansas is well on its way to being a top-five team in 2023. Season starts less than a month away now. But you know what we got? In the next month, leading up to basketball season, that's right. We've got Kansas football. Let's get into it. We had enough Kansas basketball violation talk since that's been settled. KU basketball, fine and dandy. You're ready to go for the season. All right, let's get into football. KU, 51-22 win over UCF this past Saturday. They jumped back into the top 25, ranked number 23 in the AP poll now. First back-to-back 5-1 and one starts for the Jayhawks program since 2008 and 2009. That was back in the Mangino era, of course. Mark Mangino uh, back on campus this past week. Uh, attended the KU game on Saturday. Uh, we had a special teams player of the week, Trevor Wilson. 82-yard punt return for touchdown. It was the first time that KU had had a punt return for a touchdown since when was that 2014 I believe it was the last time they had somebody return a punt for a touchdown and he was also the first special teams player of the week since Puka Williams Jr. had it in 2020 so it's been a couple years since KU had a big 12 special teams player of the week 399 yards rushing for the Kansas offense five rushing touchdowns an absolutely dominating performance by the Kansas Jayhawks on the ground against UCF. Jason Bean, 8 for 12, passing 91 yards and a touchdown. 6 for 9 on third downs, much better than last week. We talked about it last week on the podcast. They went 0 for 8 on third downs and 0 for 2 on fourth downs against Texas. That is not going to get it done. 6 for 9 on third down, much, much better against UCF. So now the Jayhawks are 5-1, and 5-1 on the season with a Saturday showdown coming up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. 
against Oklahoma State. A team that just beat Kansas State, by the way. If any of you Wildcat fans are still listening to this podcast, sorry about the loss, 29-21 in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma State wasn't looking as good this year, but that's a nice bounce-back win for them. Kansas State, I thought they were going to be better than what they have been so far. That road loss at Missouri, uh, now road loss at Oklahoma State. But this Saturday for the Jayhawks, 2.30 kickoff on FS1. Uh, This is going to be a a test for the Kansas Jayhawks. They're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, going into this one as of the recording of this podcast. Oklahoma State's been an up-and-down team. Uh, Three-and-two on the season, won their first two games. Then they had a couple not impressive, not impressive wins to start the season. Then they lose big at home. Big time loss to South Alabama, 33 to 7. 33 to 7 loss at home to South Alabama. People thought the season was over at that point for the Oklahoma State uh Oklahoma State Cowboys. Then they go on the road, lose a close one, 34-27 to Iowa State. But then they come back home and beat K-State 29-21. So not quite sure what to make of this Oklahoma State Cowboys team. Kansas looks like the better team. They should get the win. Like I said, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. But you look at it, K-State was a 12-point favorite last week, and they go on the road and lose 29-21 at Oklahoma State. So Kansas has to be ready to go in there, ready for a battle. From what I've seen on social media, a lot of you guys plan to go down there to Stillwater to take in this game. Kansas trying to move to 6-1 and one on the season, become bowl eligible for the second consecutive season. That's only happened two times in Kansas football history. Back-to-back seasons of being bowl eligible. Two times. This, this is a turnaround by head coach Lance Leipold that not many people saw coming. I got to be honest. After the first season, I was a little nervous. Going into the second season after doing a lot more research when I started doing this podcast, I really liked what Lance Leipold was doing. And he's kept his team together. He hasn't let anybody... uh, He's kept the team together as far as mentally, physically, how they're doing together. But also, keeping the team together numbers-wise. Didn't let anybody escape in the transfer portal. Major... Didn't any let any major uh, players leave in the transfer portal. Been gaining players through the portal. His recruiting has been getting better and better each season as these high school kids see the Kansas Jayhawk program turning around. And here they are getting ready to move to 6-1 and one on the season if they can get a win at Oklahoma State on Saturday. And then when you look ahead at the schedule, I don't like looking ahead too much because... Oklahoma State's going to be a tough team. I know Kansas isn't looking ahead. They're looking at Oklahoma State, getting the win there, moving to 6-1 and one on the season, becoming bowl eligible in the second week of October. But after Oklahoma State, if they can win that one and move to 6-1 and one, going into the bye, they have a bye after Oklahoma State. So if they can get the win this week, move to 6-1, and one, heading into the bye, then look at the schedule down the stretch. You got Oklahoma at home. They play at Iowa State. They get Texas Tech and Kansas State at home in back-to-back weeks before finishing the season at Cincinnati. 
Outside of Oklahoma, who just beat Texas this past week, and they're ranked number five in the nation currently. Outside of Oklahoma, will KU be favored in every game moving forward? And I think they might be. There's a chance maybe they're not favored against Kansas State at home just because Kansas State has had their number the last several years. But if you look at Kansas State, they lost to Oklahoma State. And you go in and beat Oklahoma State in the same field, that puts Kansas back on pace to being the third best team in the Big 12. I can't believe I'm saying it, but Kansas might be the third best football team in the Big 12 in 2023. You got Oklahoma, you got Texas, you got Kansas. You got West Virginia, who's surprised some people, actually. West Virginia is a very surprising team this year. I didn't think West Virginia was going to be that great. You look at the Mountaineers, they're 4-1 and on the season, 2-0 and in the Big 12. Uh, they play Oklahoma, but they avoid Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas on their schedule this season. West Virginia might be another team like Kansas that people are kind of surprised with, but here they are. Uh, Kansas really controls its own destiny moving forward. If they come out of the bye week, sitting at 6-1, and one, and beat Oklahoma in Lawrence, Kansas on their home turf, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> pack your bags. Get ready to go to Dallas for the Big 12 championship. It's happening. If they beat Oklahoma, it's happening. If they lose to Oklahoma, I'm kind of, I don't like to be negative, of course, but I'm not anticipating they beat Oklahoma. Could be a good game, though. Coming off a of bye week, Jalen Daniels may be back healthy. Haven't really even talked about that in this podcast today, but Jason being expected to start again this week against Oklahoma State. Hopefully after the bye week we can get Jalen Daniels back and healthy against Oklahoma. But man, outside of Oklahoma, I could see Kansas winning the rest of their games in the Big 12. I could see him finishing 10-2 and on the season, heading into bowl season, going 10-2. and And that would be something we haven't seen at Kansas in a very, very long time. Off the top of my head, I didn't have this written down. I didn't have this anywhere in my notes. But off the top of my head, I believe it was 1994, maybe 1995 with Glenn Mason the last time Kansas won 10 games in a season. Uh, they did it with uh, they did it with one time, 2008, I believe it was. We talk about the Mark Mangino years. They did go to the Orange Bowl with Mark Mangino. But before that, we're going back to 94, 95 when they won 10 games last. All right, that's about it. I think we've covered enough. We covered the basketball news. I guess the, the other basketball news, they did have late night at the Fog this past week. And it was a good time as always. I wasn't able to make it in, a, in attendance, but looking from social media, it looked like everybody had a good time out there at late night at the Fog. One thing I did hear was that the KU players did not look good, did not look crisp in their portion of the scrimmage. So... I guess Christian Brown was saying he wanted to be a fly on the wall at practice on Sunday to see if Bill Self was going to make him run so much after their lackluster effort during the scrimmage. But other than that, everybody had a great time. I'm sure the Kansas basketball players uh, had a tough practice this past weekend on Sunday after the uh, rough scrimmage. But other than that, Kansas free and clear from all violations. 
They have a three-year probation, no wins vacated, no Final Four banners being taken down. Bill Self will not be suspended any more games, and we are flying high through this football season and going into the basketball season less than a month away as well. This is a great time to be a Kansas Jayhawk fan, no doubt about that. Uh, my name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. Download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating, tell five friends about this podcast, and we'll keep things going from there. Check out my latest article over there at Heartland College Sports Podcast or HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Excuse me, this is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Till next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.